Hello, No Holes Barred Witchcraft podcast fans. Do you remember Mystic Meg? I don't know. Chris, do you remember Mystic Meg? Off of the telly? She's not gone. What, she still, they still have her on does she, in the sun. Does she still do the lottery? No, she's obviously not her real person, but her face is still used in the news. Well, yeah, that's because they own the rights to it. Which newspaper is it? Is it The Sun or something like that? <laughs> The Sun. Right. Yeah, so uh, The Sun obviously own the new the rights to Mystic Meg, so they can stick her face in it. But she doesn't actually do the column, the horoscope. Doesn't do the lottery anymore, no. no. Uh, is she still even alive? I might have to Google that. I don't know. She might be dead. Do you know, she looks a lot... If not, she she's like hundreds a year old. She looks a lot like my auntie. Oh, dear. No, she honestly does. If you had a picture of my auntie and you looked at Mystic Meg and her, you'd think that they were the same person. And um, you know the Grand High Witch from Roald Dolls the Witches? They all look kind of similar. Yeah. Is Mystic Meg still alive? Look, I don't even need to fill it out. Other people have Googled that. Of course they have. What I'm failing to see is what the relevance is, Liam. She's 78. Well, I'm going to fill that. Okay. I'm going to fill you in on that, right? Okay. So, this is these people. You've got to listen up because this is relevant to Witch Wars Three as well. Okay. So, okay. I was at the the coffee coffee um shop today with Mister Railroad, yeah. Lady Poison, yeah. and the Dark Pastor. And um, okay. The Dark Pastor. You know the person that does the From Christianity to Witchcraft blog on Facebook? Yeah, I know who you mean. Yeah. I just didn't realise that's what you call her. Well, we have but to call on. her that now. Because uh, obviously we can't let people know what her real name is. Because she might get lynched. Of course. <laughs> so, we were there. And the, the Dark Pastor, I think it was, fiddling a, around with one of these free tarot readings you know like the little adverts that pop up on facebook yeah and uh, she was talking about it and she said she filled one out and it went to um some some website with a christian and mary i'm gonna see if i can google it now psychic readings where you can fill out a form and basically they'll give you a, a tarot reading yeah um, okay. It's called telepathicmedium.com, right? So she okay. she did this, and then she clicked on the because it says select your wish. She clicked on love, so you can pick money, love, luck, work. She picked love, and then she filled out the details, which is basically your name, age, um, you know, your birth date, and that. And then you just click request. And then they'll email you a confirmation link. So you just click that. And then they email you your numerology number. And then what happens is they say, obviously, we will now go away and we will do a tarot reading. Both me, Mary, and my friend, husband, I don't know what he is, con artist, business partner, Christian. They'll go away and do the the reading. So it precisely, and I mean precisely, exactly two hours later after you click the link... Another thing will be emailed with a full reading. And it comes up with various details and that kind of thing. Um, you can save it as a PDF. And um, it, she had a Wheel of the Year card. And then at the bottom it's basically trying to sell you something. So uh, we were talking about this. And we thought oh, I might be interested if we all did one to see what the difference would be. So both me and Lady Poison did it as well today. And exactly the same thing happened. And there's a couple of things that I think we need to pick up on. One is I think that clearly we're not delivering a good enough service. Because if uh, Mary and Christian, at no matter what time, it only takes them two hours to do that full tarot reader, no matter how many people request one... This is some serious work they're doing. So they're very, very efficient people. The second one is that when all the three of us got our tarot readings back, 
they were all exactly the same. <laughs> <laughs> the same card, the same reading. The only thing that had changed happened to be the fact that Christian and Mary noticed that we all have different sun signs. And I'm thinking that was based on our birthday that we put in, the day, month <laughs> and year, right? So basically, we were given all the same reading. And I know this is free, but it did get us thinking, I wonder if this is a scam, right? Did you did you all do love? We all did love, but of course, we're all got different names and different genders and different birth years. And yeah. That. And when they gave us back our numerology, we all had different numerology numbers. However, the tarot okay. reading that was the same. And it basically said, look, pay, click here and pay and you'll get more, more information. But I'm thinking, well, do we all have to pay that money and click? Or because the first reading was exactly the same. <laughs> Can just one of them pay? Just one of us pay and then maybe it will be the same with all of them. Because I've not heard of this before. In all of my years of doing professional witchcraft and um, and that uh, psychic work, I've not heard of being able to share the cost of a reading. So, you know, normally it's the case of a client might pay you to do a tarot reading for them. But I'm wondering if what you can do, or what this Christian and Mary do, is they just seem to just do maybe one reading... For all of the people that are sat around the table anonymously at the time. Or whether, much like old Mystic Meg from the Telebox, it's an utter scam. What do you think, being an impartial person that has not undergone the readings and that? What's your gut reaction to this? <laughs> My gut reaction would be, I'm assuming it's an algorithm. Yes, I was thinking that. And basically, that there's there is a tarot reading for love, for money, for husband, whatever it was you asked for, uh, whatever the options were, and the rest it's capable of figuring out based on the numbers that you put in. It can break that down into your numerology, or it can realise that that's your sun sign. But actually, it's not cap it's not sophisticated enough to actually give you a, a big enough variation of um tarot reading so i'm assuming that um what what you could test out further to be sure is to see whether or not you click if you click um lifestyle or or job instead of love if you get exactly the same reading we might have to try or if that. it's different we might have to try that because there's a there are a couple of other things that i am also thinking this is a scam so Basically, we were all given, it says, we need to to make a note in your diary in red and don't forget it. It says Lady Poison here because I'm looking at Lady Poisons and on my one it just says Liam. Um, it says, make a note of this date and it's the 12th of July 2021. Now, the 12th of July 2021 happens to be... Let's see, where is it? One, two. Yeah. One, two, three, four weeks, I think. Something like that. Time. And we thought, well, this is a little bit strange. Because the person that filled it out yesterday happened to get the 11th of July as their special day. they got to watch out for <laughs> And all of the people that completed it the day after that person completed it, all got the 12th of July as their special day. So I'm wondering how this works also, because this is clearly an algorithm, and this is a special day, marks the end of a specific one life cycle and beginning a new one. Now, do uh, Christian and Mary and their magical computer have the power to completely shift the life cycle of someone based on when they fill this out <laughs> or is it just coincidence that they're using some sort of a magic to draw in the right person the exactly the right time the exact same time in terms of <laughs> days before their life cycle change to fill out this form because this is also something that's uh, 
something that I'm wondering, Chris? No, I don't think that's the case. But I'm thinking I think it's that an also algorithm that says that, make their special day six weeks from now. So you think that's also evidence on the scam pile? So in the evidence folder that's, in the dossier I'm uh, constructing, that's in the the scam part as well, is it? I would I would put that in the scam pile too. I think the whole thing needs to go in the scam pile, but that's just a case of. Some of it it is able to do because there are not fixed, but there are generalized readings that are done for all numerology. Um, because let's face it, you only have to do what is it twelve numbers, yeah, something like that. But but me and um, Lady Poison and the Dark Pastor, we all had different numerology numbers, but the reading was all the same. Oh, okay. See. With what the reading for the number was the, the same. The reading for or the numbers you different were numbers. very, very similar. They just changed the strengths and weaknesses. But also, I'm thinking, in the defence of Mary and Christian, it, given that we kind of all did ours the same time, when we were reading through the strengths and weaknesses, they did get them kind of right, but they they assigned them to the wrong person. So, for example, okay. Lady Poison was considered to be a diplomat and diplomatic. Well, that's not very Lady Poison. But you could consider Mr. Railroad <laughs> to be quite diplomatic. So I'm wondering that because yeah. they were biting off more than they can chew and doing multiple readings at the same time, maybe it all got jumbled and they assigned us all the wrong ones. <laughs> I'm being nice to them. Personally, I think that it's a scam. Why are you... Why are you being nice to the computer? Why are you being nice to the computer? But not computer. It's, it's Christian and Mary. Do you not think that they're... they're... They're not even real people, let's face it. You know they're well, not. I've got a picture of Mary here. I'd, I've got a picture of Mystic Meg. Like you said, she's now 78. Right. Because this does get a whole lot worse, Chris. Okay. Okay, why is so that? So another thing... That is uh, apparently... Out of curiosity, how much is their their follow-up? Oh, I don't know. I'd have to go on that. I'd have to look. I will have a little look. But um, what I didn't understand until I read at the bottom was that both me and Christian and Mary have to quote a beautiful new friendship that unites us. Now, also, Lady Poison and the Dark Pastor also have this on theirs, that they've got a new beautiful friendship with um, with Christian and, and Mary. And I'm wondering whether this is why also the super special gift that they've sent me, they've also sent to Lady Poison and, and um, the Dark Pastor, because it says, to mark the beautiful new friendship that unites us, we'd like to offer you something as a gift. It's called the Universal Shield of Protection, and it's a powerful ancestral pentacle of first aid. Now, can you remember you bought me that pocket watch? You remember buying that? Yeah. It's one of those with a pentagram on it, and it comes from AliExpress. So I'm wondering whether they've just, as scam artists, bought this from AliExpress in bulk... Or whether, because it does say that it's a powerful ancestral pentacle, you know, from their lineage, clearly, of psychic witchcraft and all the like, whether these terrible Chinese people that run AliExpress have stolen their sacred ancestral universal shield of protection and are now mass-producing it and selling it in the AliExpress wholesale. Maybe. I'm wondering if it's really actually the fact that they are scammers and they've bought a bunch of these and are selling them at an inflated value. Um, what does what does worry me a little bit is that it's got a picture of the Universal Shield of Protection and Mary's holding it and then it says to stare at it for 15 seconds. Its powers are particularly oh. intense and its strong magnetic radiation will provide temporary protection about about you or around you. 
Now we've talked about sigil. Is that sig- is that before it steals a soul? Well, we've talked about sigil magic before, haven't we? And how it could be dangerous to be going on the internet and someone say, "Here's a sigil for healing," and the person that made the sigil hasn't actually made that for healing. They've made it for quite the opposite, or maybe stealing another magical oh. practitioner's energy or something like that. I mean. Do you think Mary and Christian have really made a universal shield of protection? Or do you think they're out using some next level sigil magic here to, um, I don't know, what what is this? As I'm staring at it now, I'm getting the, the sense that I need to click the buy button at the bottom of the page. And I'm wondering whether this, <laughs> this universal shield of protection... This picture I'm Wait supposed to be here. sharing it. I'm wondering whether it is, in fact, not a universal shield of protection. And it's a spell that's supposed to be affecting me to make me hit the buy button. Wait, wait, wait a cotton picking moment here. Did you just say a super witch like yourself is falling under the spell of some, of some Chinese sigil maker? Well, Christian and Mary aren't Chinese in their pictures. However, once I trace the IP address... <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> I wouldn't do such a thing. And admit it publicly. Um, once I look at this, I do get the slight impression that there is some sort of charge to it. However, it doesn't compute with me to be Universal Shield of Protection personally. I'm not a sense in that. Well, that's I'm if lady, something else. That's if Lady... That's if Lady Poison hasn't already traced the IP address and attached some kind of new egregore of hers to it in order to charge it up ready for eating something. Maybe. But I did fill mine out before Lady Poison filled hers out. So unless she's using some of that um, temporal magic to affect back in time then I'm wondering whether it's actually Mary and Christian who have actually set this up as some sort of a spell. It's a weak spell. But some sort of spell to try and tempt you into pushing the buy button. That's right underneath it. <laughs> now, um, I'm going to say that I personally think this is a scam. Based on the evidence and the general format that you've heard, Chris. Because you haven't obviously gone through it yet. We'll see if we can get you to do it. What would you say? Does this sound like a scam to you as well? It sounds it sounds like all of those kind of dodgy spamming um astrology.com kind of shit that has a little bit of information on there that they can pretty much create once and then what you're encouraged to do is then buy further services which again are probably done by an ag- algorithm also but the idea is you get the the free access um, they give you the first two sun signs or something like that normally. And then they say for $100, please, uh, we will give you a full natal chart. And and a. it's normally some kind of progression thing, isn't it, don't they? they we will give you a um, your seven yearly um, booster uh, Saturn return, something or other um, kind of thing where you're encouraged to then buy that it's called upselling but yeah i think they call it upselling don't they they do which is why i think we have to be careful calling it necessarily a scam because somebody has done some work but what they've probably done is copy and paste it from somebody else's scam um and then or or bought the algorithm from somewhere else because let's face it, it's not a particularly sophisticated algorithm, is it? It's a database mm. of answers that are pulled forward based on what people's date ranges are and if they what pronouns they decide to use. Um, however, I am wondering how and where we are going with this because I didn't realise we were doing hashtag McDonald's Psychics this week. Well... I don't even know if this would count as a McDonald's psychic because McDonald's psychic believe their own shtick normally, don't they? I'm wondering whether this is a true scam artist at play. 
Okay. Because I'm thinking this this is I McDonald psychics. Well, maybe, but with astrology.com, it will change the information that he gives you, and it will be a basic snapshot, but it does change it according to the stuff okay, you Okay, I guess so. With this, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't. And it does go on and on and on about, you know, how um, they've basically been up all night looking at our doing the tarot reading and then mary did a tarot reading and then got christian to confirm and all that now that is that is bullshit isn't it that is that's not true i know she's written her name as mary but can we stop saying mary because every time you say mary i jump straight to this student who at work that goes mary gospel sucks cock um so can you really stop doing it can you really stop doing that because it, it's triggering me uh, is that at the cult that's what they is call that it, a yeah. bit of brainwashing that went wrong <laughs> did no, the brainwashing machine backfire like... <laughs> no it's from like it's from horrible histories or something and obviously Mary Gospel is Mary Magdalene okay right so this is what I'm thinking Chris because you asked how this ties in now obviously we wouldn't want to go and tell people to go away and, and hex and curse these people these scammers but no, that was which was that one. was which was one. However, when I was a talking at the pub and talking at the coffee shop to various witches about this, they did say it might be quite amusing to add this to which was free, because which was free, of course, is based okay. around evocation. Now I know in which was free that will be coming out very soon when this podcast releases, anyway. Um, it will involve evocation and summoning spirits and the like. Now, I know there will be some people that want extra credit, okay? And for the extra credit, I'm wondering if when you summon said spirit, spirit often might want you to do something. Particularly the spirit that I'm thinking of that will be uh, (laughs) in Witch Wars 3... That might want to do something that's relevant to, uh, I don't know. I wouldn't call it revenge. And I wouldn't call it baneful (laughs) magic either. But giving scammers a taste of their own medicine, maybe. I'm just wondering for extra credit. Maybe if I submitted the picture and this universal shield of protection type thing. Whether some of our people that are entering the Witch Wars free competition might want to get said spirit they're supposed to be working with for Witch Wars 3 and get it to, uh, I don't know, send some uh, poetic justice towards the the scammers. (laughs) Because I wouldn't want to go out and say to do that. I'm just saying this is an option and we'll be making it as easy as possible by putting their pictures down and all their sigils and shit like that on the Witch Wars 3. So, you know, stay tuned for Witch Wars Free. And obviously, if you want some extra credit, definitely that's a good one, I think. Because there's a lot of scammers out there. And um, we can probably go into a little bit more detail about that on the Patreon, naming names and the like. But Do we need to also caution against, though, the fact that actually those, those people might not be the people that are scamming? So, avoid using the photograph itself. Well, I don't know. I mean, that's a, that, that might be a good point. Because you, what you're saying is they might be um, actors or models. They might be Chinese. From, um, But if you use the Marian Christian... <laughs> and now that thing's going in my head as well now, so thanks for that. If you use the Marian Christian name and the brand and the website domain and all that to get a lot, instead of just the pictures, 
I think you do make a good point because we've talked about this before where we've had people do dodgy scam comments underneath the YouTube videos on Thoth TV, haven't we? Yeah. And obviously they use fake yeah. profiles, but you can link to the original person that's behind the fake profile. It's no different than trying to trace back if you're using some sort of shield or mask. Obviously, if you're tracing back, you get to that fake persona, that fake mask. But there's someone wearing the mask, so you can trace it back further to get to the real person. It is possible. So I think maybe, you know, given the the outline of what we're trying to do for the extra credit assignment, maybe we do need to be a bit more specific about that. Um, so we might have to think of a few things to add in. Because, yeah, I, I can see what you mean now. But... I mean, I'm just I'm just thinking that the idea of Witch Wars is to push beginners in new ways yeah. that they wouldn't do themselves because they don't have the situation. Yeah. In order to allow that to that kind of progression to go, because they don't necessarily have someone that they want to hex, or you know the person that they want to hex is you know um, Orange Man Bad, in which case they're not going to see the the results of it if that makes sense. So by giving you a target or or things like other things that we've done in the past you know with the dossier by giving you somewhere to go at a target for you to actually aim at allows you to kind of think okay well i know the target is safe to go at because chris and liam said um therefore i can give my all at it i'm just conscious of the fact that when you've got something like this where they use like mystic meg someone who's has an actual identity is that the person that is then throwing energy at that point you've got to remember that could be a mask so always be careful yeah. if you don't know the target personally that obviously that you are guaranteeing that the person you are directing energy at like with raven grimsby in in which was one is that you know you know that that may or may not be a real person um so yeah Sorry, carry on. However, that's why I thought Witch Wars 3 might be an interesting one. Because it does involve using and summoning spirits. Ones that most people would consider to be demons as well. And the demon... Are you not giving too much away? I'm not give, well, this does come out when Witch Wars 3 comes out. So, you know. Oh, okay. That's fair enough. Um, so they'll probably already be aware of this. Or very soon they'll be aware of the finer details of this. Um, okay. But yeah, it's kind of send summoning the demon and that. But then obviously you want to give it to some, give it something to do. So I'm just saying, if you don't already have something, a little project you want the demon to deal with, <laughs> bless you. Then send them after some scammers. And if you don't have any scammers, then why not pick these bunch of clowns? Because we'll be making it easy by putting the details up. And what, I, what I'd what i hope for people to do is to go and make their own minds up about this. So fill out the details, get your own reading, read through the, the reading. If you do want to, you can do a couple of different names and dates and that and see how much they differ. Because what we've also got to think about is we've got to think that we're actual magical practitioners and witches and the like. And this is the sort of shit that gives us a bad name. This is scams. Yeah. You know. And there's a very big difference between the people we normally take the piss out of. That may be not particularly great witches and that. that Hashtag McDonald's McDonald's psychics. That are giving it a go. They're just really shit. Versus people that are going out of their way to con people. And this to me... Obviously, you'll all make your own minds up. But this, to me, seems like the sort which they're going out of their way to actually specifically con people. So, I'm just thinking, you know, it might be a fun project. And I know that uh, a lot of people for Witch Wars 2 were expecting us to get you to go and curse and hex people again. And I know there's a lot of bloodthirsty witches out there that like it when we get you to do that. But, you know, I'm just saying, we, we can kind of... In some ways, we put this into Witch Wars 3. So stay tuned for the more details for that. Um, We've pretty much reached the end of the regular edition of the podcast now. So we'll have to say goodbye to our regular listeners. 
And then there's one other thing I do want to talk about, and Chris, and that's OnlyFans in the Patreon. So, um, goodbye, regular listeners. And hello. I was going to say hello, OnlyFans. Hello, Patreons. <laughs> Our Patreon saints. <laughs> oh, dear. So, um... We could go a lot of different ways with this, because obviously scammers are scammers and the like. But I was talking a little bit today as well uh, to the witch with the uh, crossbow brooch down at the coffee shop down at Grounded. And, um, oh, yes, yes. I talked a little about uh, when we get new patrons or people that we're mentoring to make a shit list of people to practice magic on. Because... Obviously, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you don't want to use people that you know and like, and you don't want to use just random people unless you hurt random members of the public. But put in a list of people that you don't like, not to try and hex and curse them, but to practice magic on, and then if it goes tits up, essentially, it don't matter if you break them, because they're people it you don't, don't like. She likes that idea. I think she's gone home to, to compile her own shit list of people. To make a list. Yeah, basically. <laughs> I think that's what's happened. Um... But I'm wondering whether, I don't know, does anyone actually compile lists of scam artists when it comes to witchcraft community and the like? Because I see this sometimes on social media, people put posts, this is a scam, scam alert, blah de blah And we've had it from the Feisty Witches show, haven't we, where people have uh, put in comments, PM me for a, a free reading or a reading or something like that. That's kind of... yeah. There's a difference yeah. between touting for work and then scamming people. No, and those kind of people are definitely the scamming kind. And obviously, Karen often always talks about how how many they have yeah. across the uh, across the the network, so to the point that they have to kind of you know have a moderator at least one on every show that they do. That basically all they do for the whole hour or however long the show is, is block and delete things from before they get to us. Um, so you know, if if it's that big an issue, it really does say how how that works. I do, I think we have more of it, don't we? When we go live on YouTube, where you can obviously use tag or search for videos yeah. that are live. And therefore, oh, we had, and obviously we had that random guy, didn't oh, we? Oh, that, that was once. brilliant. He deleted uh, that it was after, funny. though, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. We got trolled he was a through a live startup reviewer by someone that was also doing a live yeah. broadcast. It was fascinating. Absolutely fascinating. I mean, the guy's clearly mentally unstable, but I'm going to have to go look at his YouTube channel again because he might have put something on there, but I don't really know. Um. So, okay, so what about... Say you have got someone like Karen, who has a problem with this. Yeah. What's their kind of magical means of recourse then? Because obviously employing someone to basically boot people out of the group and that is very time consuming and uses up a lot of money. But what would be the magical recourse for that? Because there's a couple of different ways you could go with that, isn't there? A couple of different ideas. And obviously it's going to vary yeah. depending on people's experience levels. Yeah. I, it, it's one of those things, though. How would you target it? Because my, my brain automatically goes to kind of having, um, I don't know, some kind of mask on the wall behind me or on the bookshelf behind me that is <laughs> that is charged with one and only task which is to make the computers of these people explode. That's where my brain goes. <laughs> Like-minded last week. As you ask as you ask me that question, it's kind of, you know, um, obviously only Liam can see this, but, you know, like a mask just about here thought, uh, yeah. that they just think is play, or a cuddly toy. Oh, that would work. A cuddly toy uh. just sat there like, you know, a creepy, a creepy, creepy penguin or something. Um that has like glowing red eyes and every time some scammer opens it the link up the thing is that's the only problem though because i'm thinking this as a person's literally going through and typing these on i don't know if even know if that's done that way it's probably just an algorithm 
that finds live live posts and just auto posts to things in which case you know what do you have to do start to build a little database of them mm. and put them in a shit jar and then every time you put this new code in the new, the shit jar it you know fucks them up something chronic like wh- how how are you planning to deal with ours liam yeah, that you do make a good point because they work in different ways. But I'm just using the Karen one, so the Keep On Chatting Network one as an example. Because yeah. there's real life people that are behind that, obviously posting those. So I I do that with a crazy penguin. I'm thinking though that trying to flip because you know how we like to take something that's quite common and that a lot of magical practitioners and witches and pagans and the like do, and then use it in reverse polarity because no one ever thinks to do that. I know a lot of people that try to do advertising and marketing magic, where they're trying to draw attention in, drawing crowds in. They're trying to draw in attention and stuff for their psychic shows or to join their moots or various other things. And I'm thinking, well, actually... If the scammer is specifically targeting phone-in shows for psychic work or psychic-related things, because they know that that's the audience, that they're going to find some gullible person, then they're actively looking for that. So what you kind of want to do is you kind of want to take the intention, because it's all about the intention, Chris. (laughs) (laughs) Take the intention... Of the person that's looking for what you are putting out content-wise. And then create a filter. So the filter would be... A scammer is going to be looking at it for a personal gain. Or not necessarily personal gain, but to exploit. However, other people, professional witches, might be looking at it to see if they can improve their practice or scope out the competition and the like. And you might allow that. So that's kind of personal gain, but they're not trying to scam someone. So what you could do is create some kind of system whereby what it does is it filters through and opens up and grabs the attention of the honest or confuses because I like the jinxy confusion type things. Um, that would be something like what we had earlier when we were trying to find that video, the um, familiars video. We were just we knew that we've got it on the archive. We couldn't find where it was though, and we know that we did it. It's kind of something like that, which the person knows there is a psychic show, or they know that there is a psychic show, or something. But it gives them a brain yeah. fart, so they can't link to it, or they forget the time, or they get confused. Blah blah blah, that kind of thing. So I'm thinking it's more in the filtering process to stop them even posting in the first place as opposed to kind of a hex so what are you thinking a a hex so when they misbehave the penguin comes and haunts them in their dreams or eats the motherboard of their computer or something yeah that's what I'm thinking something along the lines of so you go more. My brain goes straight to your you dick. Make, you go so more towards punishment, and I go more towards then at least prevention. You've got some kind of and yet, people still think you're the Whereas... nice one. Right. Well, this is the mistake most people make. So where make. are we it's going fine. next? With I am this. the nice so one. So, in terms of your your approach, then, are you thinking some sort of what? Is that just a spell or is there some sort of sentience there, like a spirit form or something? Or is it just... Ch- oh, yeah, I'd want to keep... I'd want I'd want the demon penguin to be right, alive. Okay. Um, I'm just thinking that the best place to stuff a demon, I don't know about you, is in a cuddly penguin. Like, because that's where you put you things know, like that. Do you know where my toys? mind goes when you say such things? <laughs> do you remember what? that Wallace and Gromit film with the evil penguin in yeah. so it's like that yeah that's that's yeah. why my brain goes there is is obviously you know Wallace and Gromit mm. wrong trousers um but yeah my my thought process is create a little egregore it's not a big just one enough just enough to, to blow up someone's computer um, you're not asking a lot to blow up a motherboard, which which is not is not a massive amount of energy, just ask Lady Poison. She only has to get slightly <laughs> excited. 
boom <laughs> so you know it's not a massive amount of energy that's required in order to make that happen so you know it would be it would be nice i would i would want a demon penguin in a cuddly toy um and then yeah charge charge it up with with all the intention that the the cuddly toy will get it will only hurt people that are you know trying to be scammers right okay so and maybe the occasional McDonald's psychic. But that depends on how hungry the penguin is. Okay, so is, is the penguin going to eat the person? Is it going to absorb their energy as well? So the laptop blows up, causes no. a fire, the person passes out on the floor and they get burnt to a crisp. Is that what you're thinking? No, I wasn't going for I wasn't going for that level oh. of retribution. My name's not Anyanka. Um... See, this is the sort of oh, homework I'm just going we should for, be I'm setting. Just going for this is the sort of homework up. we should be setting for Anyanka. So, if you're listening, Anyanka, from the Patreon, maybe you might want to design a, some sort of demon penguin that kills off, uh, not kills off, sorry, um, blows up the computers <laughs> of sp- scammers and the like. Might be a good one. Yep. Send it me in the post. So. I will critique it when it How arrives. How would you go about creating that? Because I would imagine you're the sort of person that's going to want to make the penguin yourself instead of using some cuddly toy. Yeah? Oh, yeah. So what? I couldn't just use a cuddly you go toy that's origami, already made. You go in textiles. Um, you go in for a, a portrait or something of a penguin. I'd probably, I'd probably go with a textile, obviously. Um, and obviously, I would probably also make sure that its eyes are um, are knitted spe- or knitted or, or crocheted or something specifically with my saturnine ah. yarn, um, so that the egregore is built with a limiter in because I don't want it to go off killing things that I haven't told it to go kill. So I always find that whenever you're creating an egregore, you've got to make sure that there is a limit put in there. Um, I quite like to do that physically with a with a restraint. So that you can always undo it. Um, you know, like you can put glasses Michael. on <laughs> if you want a supercharge it. Like um, <laughs> who is it? The one from X Men that has the laser eyes. Yeah, Cyclops. Oh, Cyclops. Um, okay, so because I was thinking, obviously, crystals for eyes would be the go-to thing because they want them to kind of glisten and that. But yeah, I'm liking the dyed Saturnine stuff. That's quite a nice one. Um, or would you have one Mars eye and one Saturnine Saturnian eye, or something like that? Nah, it would. Its eyes would have to be Saturnian, or Saturnine. It would. The, there will probably be some Mars in there somewhere, but not for the eyes. The eyes have to be the control factor, because that's that's where you go when you look at something cute. You look at the fluffy and you look it straight in the eyes and you go, oh, that's so cute. And then you're kind of like, but that thing is evil. You know, just take Tiger, for example, you know, she looks all cute. Then you see the eyes. You're like, no, you're a killing machine. I know you're a killing machine. Yeah. For those that don't know, Chris has got a pet tiger that he keeps around living in his house. She's quite tame, but every now and then she'll go for someone. Yeah. Normally they're soul. Yeah. They survive. Um, okay, so what would you stuff Evil Penguin with? Are we calling it Evil Penguin? We can call it Evil Penguin if that's what that makes it easier for you and the listeners. Okay, so w- um, what are you stuffing Evil Penguin with? I would probably go a bit weird with that. And what I would probably do is use some HTML code. But that's because <laughs> I'm a bit of a geek too. Um, so I would probably just write some kind of, um, must destroy, um, completely, you know, things that, things that would really fuck up someone's mother drive, uh, mother, mother, motherboard, translate those into HTML or something like that. I'm, I'm old, so I still use HTML. You guys would probably use hex code or something, but HTML works for me. So I would probably do that, fill it in with shredded paper and stuff it with that. But that's because I'm both a geek and a psychopath. So 
what would you have done? I tell it wouldn't you be what. enough to just stuff it with fucking fluff. I'd need I'd need something a bit more. That that is actually a brilliant idea, and I've never actually thought of that because there's a lot of computer codes and things like that that you know, like the old halt and catch fire assembly, uh, yeah. mnemonic thing idiom. That's a machine yeah. code construction. Uh, machine code that causes the computer's central processing unit (CPU) to cease yeah. meaningful operation, requiring a restart of the computer. Right. So, having loads of things like that and actually shredding that and putting that in—that's actually a really, really nice one. Especially if you did it all on Notepad and then printed it out. Another thing is from back in like the nineties, before we had, you know, the proper nice graphic user interfaces and that kind of thing on websites you'd see a lot of these 90s websites which would have pictures and that made out of lines of um symbols and numbers and letters and that kind of thing i was wondering if if you because you're quite the artist whether you could make one that looks like a penguin and then take that off so he's actually got a an, or not really an emoji because it's all emojis nowadays but back before there was emojis you would have all of these kind of lines and strings of symbols and that yeah. which when you look the at only it, other i <laughs> the only other idea i have which again shows how much of a geek i am did you ever watch red dwarf not really no there was there was an episode of red dwarf a bbc show in the 90s or actually was it the 80s it might be in the 80s the um where in one episode they got he gets a, a, some kind of cyber virus um that makes makes him go insane um like the hologram does and he basically dresses up in this dress um like a little pig with pigtail blonde pigtails <laughs> and he right. has a he has a crazy he has a crazy puppet penguin who he calls Mr Bigglesworth <laughs> and he goes You've made Mr. Bigglesworth upset. Big Mr. Bigglesworth is not very happy. Something like, like that. Like the teacher anyway, from South Park. I'm, and then he has he has laser eyes. Right. Okay. Um, both him and the penguin, obviously. <laughs> um, and I'm wondering if I actually printed out the the dialogue, um, and put it into a full like took the whole scene and shredded that in there too, maybe. Or, or even like a little Zoe. Is it was it a Zoe trope? What's is that? What it is that you know those uh, Victorian parlor games where the the shape goes round and round and it, it moves. I could set up that scene as a little Zoe trope, frame by frame, on li- almost like it's on videotape, like and print it in little strips. That's where you put like a candle in the middle. And then you spin it round, and then it looks like it like, yeah. works kind of like a. And you flip watch the personal cycling. Yeah, 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 yeah. Zoe trope. You watch the old lady, uh, you know, cycling on a on a penny farthing or something. But yeah, you could do that, and do the strip, like from that scene, uh, because it it speaks to me specifically. Because this is what you've got to remember when you're doing spell work. This is why uh, correspondences don't work for everybody, is the fact that you need to actually find this that programs your brain when you are programming a spell. Mm. So obviously, for me, this triggers so well in in a mixture of the Wallace and Gromit meets Mr. Bigglesworth, etc, etc, all comes together for me into going and this is how I would do it. Um, And this is another reason why I love to take my inspiration from which is the downside of um what's her name little delphi in i find sometimes the creative creativity is lacking because she doesn't watch popular culture and oh, popular don't culture pick kind on of little delphi hey she's got no, she's got too much culture. on her hands to be watching pop culture stuff pop culture if she watched more pop culture stuff she probably wouldn't be trying to kill so many people is all i'm saying um yeah, but, but we do uh, have I'm an overpopulation is... problem, apparently. So Little Delphi going <laughs> off on a killing spree around Stonehenge in Avery probably ain't the worst <laughs> thing in the world. I wonder then if she, needs she could to be go more for effective at it. There's a couple of people that she needs... we could get rid of in there. Little <laughs> Delphi, she needs to be more effective. if you're listening, 
Maybe go off on a killing spree in Glastonbury. Take out some of our magical competition. And then we might get a shop Com- there or some up. Competition? Well, That's a strong word. Well, you know. Anyway. What we want more specifically, Little Delphi, is for one of them to leave us a shop in their will. Obviously, they've never met us, but they need to find they need to find out who we are and leave one of these beautiful buildings, because I don't really want to have to rent one. Is all I'm saying. Um, I'm I quite like the space where the goddess temple is. <laughs> so you know, if you if we're if we're picking and choosing, um, I'll have that space, please. Um, we can take it over, and our beautiful Seth Met can can go and live there. Okay, in the lion's den. So, um, that's the thing with Glastonbury, though, because I've looked into that. Most of the shops, they don't, the people that run the shops don't own the building, so they let them out. Um, yeah. So, even if you killed off the, the storeholder, you wouldn't necessarily be able to buy the building. Um, you'd just yeah. be able to rent it. So, what you want to do is you want to kill off the owner of the building. And then come in at a better price or buy the building and then evict the tenant that happens to be whatever crappy witchcraft shop is currently there. Um, But there you go. So I quite like the idea because I've wanted to do this for a little while going off on what we were talking about. Um, Because obviously you've got to think about the powering of the spell as well. Um, so I don't know how you're choosing to, to power the evil penguin. But I really, really, really loved the idea when I first saw it in Futurama of that hypnotoad. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm thinking, okay, so the hypnotoad in Futurama hypnotizes people to do what it wants them to do. I like. I the don't I- like the noise, though. Well, I like the idea of the a silent hypnotoad as a kind of character, like what you were saying, maybe made out of something textiles or knitted. That's you know, like you get tea cozies, while well, having a <laughs> having a jar cozy. So you put an empty jar underneath okay. hypnotoad, and he sits on it, and then instead of hypnotizing, he just sucks parts of the soul out of people and sticks it in the jar. Because that automated type of system could save me a lot of man hours. Okay. To add to my jar collection at the storeroom of souls. Well, we know we know someone who likes to make put people in jars. So, yeah, we've got a we different do. patron that likes to put things in jars. So I'm sure we could get him to do it. Yeah, so it's like that ghost, is it ghost, not ghost adventures, or ghost busters, where they have like the spirit vacuum that sucks in the spirits. You can have kind of like a, a soul retrieval, so it sucks the soul in through Hypnotoad's eyes, and then you can have a reverse function where you turn the eyes, goggly eyes, Frank, <laughs> and it will send it back out again. So it's kind of a, almost like a dispenser as well, a soul dispenser. <laughs> See, but if I had a soul dispenser, I think I would have to make it with a Pez dispenser. But that's just because that's where my brain goes. So uh, how are you powering um, the, the evil penguin then? Because Evil penguin is being powered with very minute amounts taken from every viewer. Right, okay. That's interesting. So attention... The attention that's coming in is charging the psycho penguin up. And then the second it gets someone that is a perfect target, it will then deal with the target. Okay, so that's quite interesting because obviously the bigger your audience, the more power the penguin has. But at the same time, the bigger the audience, the more likely you are to get a scammer as well, aren't you? Exactly. So yeah, that's quite... So it should be relative. So It should be relative to the need. What about the ethics of that then? Because if you've got some person that's a tuning in, what if the hippies don't want you taking their energy into the evil penguin? What if they don't want to contribute to that? Well, then they're not doing anything else useful with it, are they? Well, I don't know. Some of them give free readings on dodgy websites. Surely that's an exactly. effective use of their mediocre they lives. They don't need no? any energy. 
They don't need any energy for that, though, do they? Well, no, not if they set up an algorithm to send out the same old reading to everyone, I guess. Exactly. They only have to do it once. What would be really interesting is if my... Because obviously I would allow Psycho Penguin to have, you know, Mr Bigglesworth, to have a little bit of understanding to allow him to actually... He could then go and infiltrate one of these algorithms... Um, and start feeding on everybody that puts their information in um, and then possibly manipulate the answers so they were useful. How about that? Oh, I don't know. That, that's, that, that would then mean that the person has is going to start getting a better reputation, though, but they're not getting a better reputation from the work that they're putting in. They're getting a better reputation because you've decided to do the readings and that for them. No, Mr. Bigglesworth Mr. Bigger, Mr. Bigglesworth, then. So, but then that would only be on when Mr. Bigglesworth's having a good day um, because, obviously, he would be blowing up the computer of the person that built it. But you know, nothing ever ever gets deleted on the internet. That's the problem. Yeah. So obviously, you know, Mister Bigglesworth could live in all sorts of dead laptops, couldn't he? Hmm. Yeah. Dead websites all over. You know, two thirds of GoDaddy. You know, all these websites that haven't been used. They they had they had a New Year's resolution to go and make a website and do a blog. And then two weeks later, they f- forgot about it um, and went back to watching, you know, soaps or something. And dor- Mr. Bigglesworth could live in all of those. Dormant blogs, dormant YouTube channels, all of this sort of stuff, I'm guessing. Yeah. What about uh, attaching Mr. Mr. Bigglesworth to um, cryptocurrencies then? No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Well, we might be able to buy the whole of the whole of the high street in Glastonbury if that's what you want by then. Well, I know. I think it's Ethereum, isn't it? That's a digital currency that allows for smart contracts, so data to be, you know, kept permanently on the blockchain. Attaching, think of the connotations of this, people. You have a blockchain. You've got something on everyone's devices, essentially, that has that blockchain, that file, and it's all there. So if you're trying to create something and then attach it to a Bitcoin or something and then send that Bitcoin to someone, that's going to be permanently there throughout the whole of the existence of said cryptocurrency. If people don't understand cryptocurrencies, they probably won't understand what I just said or the connotations. But I know at least one person this listening understands a bit about the uh, the cryptocurrencies and the like. So, you know. So there's only one more thing to discuss, Chris. And this is a discussion that we haven't had yet. But it is something that I'm thinking more and more and more. You know. Because I've done a bit of research that was rather fun. And I'm wondering, even though we joked about it, whether we need... An OnlyFans account. God. <laughs> but what are we putting on the OnlyFans account? All the stuff we're not allowed to put on Patreon, obviously. <laughs> I've been, try- I've been trying what? to get Lady Poison to go on OnlyFans. She ain't fucking doing it. But then again, she did say she'd never write a book. And she also said that, you know, she wouldn't do like... YouTube and various other different things and basically she's on all of that so <coughs> I'm a thinking maybe I'll continue working on her but I'm wondering whether all of the cool kids are doing it Chris all the cool kids are on there you know yes but you're also aware of what all of the cool kids are doing on there I don't see how I don't see how sex magic is going to be particularly helpful well, when I looked on there, there are various people doing different types of sex magic and sex yoga and the various other different things. But I'm thinking what there needs to be is an anonymous witch on there doing anonymous bad witchy stuff that you're not allowed to put on Patreon. 
because okay. there's a lot of stuff that you're not allowed to put on there. And I'm wondering whether I just you go ahead like and it... do it and then see what happens as a magical experiment. You, you basically mean you want to create an evil TikTok. Is that what you're saying? There is such a thing as witch talk, I'm told. I've not really Yeah, but that's all it. love and light and shit. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, so pretty much. So imagine you've got the love and light stuff and you've got all these insta-witch idiots and that that are on the good thing, which is the TikTok. And then there's this thing called OnlyFans, which is apparently bad, although, you know, I find it quite fun. Um, then you've kind of got the bad witches going on, uh, on the um, on the OnlyFans. And I'm just thinking, even if we don't set up a Thoth OnlyFans, I'm thinking as a magical experiment to see what we'd get, that we should do a Thoth OnlyFans and then report back to the people on our Patreon and let them know how it kind of went. Maybe. By thinking of doing it, I've already decided that I'm going to do it, obviously. Obviously. <laughs> but this is the first time I've spoken to you about it. <laughs> this is what happens so you can't when... Say I... Patreon... You can't say Patreons can't get... don't get the inside scoop. Is all I'm going to say to that. Yeah, well, these these things past past the um the thirty minutes for the plebs is basically just our usual everyday meeting, isn't it? Well, yeah, I suppose. it's just what our everyday meetings are like. But anyway, stay tuned for the Thoth only fans that won't be called Thoth only fans, and um, <laughs> I suppose yes, yeah, so stop it. looking for it. That's it for another week, and you've all got to go ahead and make sure that you look up what you've got to do for Witch Wars 3, because that is either already out or that's out very soon. I can't remember which podcast episode this is, but Witch Wars 3 is a right around the corner. So, uh, over and out. Say goodbye, Chris. Bye, Chris. Bye, Chris.